Welcome to the Amazing Truth Podcast, a podcast where we focus on real issues and have real talk, and as always, provide a biblical perspective. We hope that you will be blessed as you listen. Hello and welcome to the Amazing Truth Podcast. This is the Amazing Truth Minute. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Real issues, real talk. Today's Amazing Truth Minute comes from the book of Micah, chapter 6, verses 8, and it says, He has shown you, O man, what is good and what to do. What And what does the Lord require of you? But to do just and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. The definition of justice in the uh, Merriam-Webster um, dictionary is the maintenance or administration uh, of what is just, um, especially by the impartial adjustment of conflict and claims and assignment merited. Justice. What is justice? Have you ever been wronged before? Did you go to someone seeking for help? Did they help determine what you, uh, what, what you believe was right? Justice is the act of feeling being treated fairly and rightly. The question though is, who can make a just decision? Is it man? Is it God? Is it your parents? Is it your sibling? Because all of us, have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. How can we, how would we be uh, show justice in a merciful way and walk humbly with God? In today's minute, we'll be talking more about justice from God's perspective. This is the Amazing Truth Podcast. Real issues, real conversations. This is the Amazing Truth Podcast. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Stitcher. Like us on Facebook at the Amazing Truth Podcast. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Real issues, real talk. In the past year, we have seen um, a lot that has been going on in the world. We started out with getting into a pandemic and that in itself caused a lot of uh, turmoil, confusion, a lot of research and a lot of deaths. And then we are from Minneapolis, we are from Minnesota and on May of last year we witnessed um, uh, an, an incident that shook not only us here in Minneapolis but all over the world. Mm-hmm. We received a lot of um, um, is it unwanted or wanted media attention from everywhere? Mm-hmm. News, news uh, companies came in from everywhere, and it was the death of George Floyd. And uh, you know, we we saw what happened: the turmoil, the confusion, the the, uh, the expressions of uh-huh. anger, the expressions of disappointment, and even from some quarters also some satisfaction. Uh-huh. And we don't want to get into that, but then. The, the, the viral came, the protests came, summer went, we were still in a pandemic, and then just the other, um, the charges were brought against uh, Derek Chauvin, and then the, the trial came. Mm-hmm. And for the past month, we witnessed a trial. Mm-hmm. 
over 45 witnesses were brought by the state and a couple of or some by the by the defense and they they told the story from their perspective they were asked questions and then after that <coughs> uh the jury deliberated for less than 10 hours and yep. they brought in a guilty verdict mm-hmm. and we are we are awaiting uh, as of recording we are awaiting sentencing yeah um and then uh as i was watching the news my uh, gentleman i'll introduce you don't worry <laughs> as as i was watching the news i saw you know where the, the george floyd square mm-hmm. uh they used to uh there's a, a gas station there you know where they put the prizes yes. they say there's uh it used to say welcome to uh, george floyd square you know justice for george floyd but yesterday mm-hmm. once the verdict was read uh they changed the name to justice served mm. but uh, the, the 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 there was a question mark mm-hmm. at the end oh so it was justice served mm-hmm. right so then that that caught my eye And that's why as we are sitting here we are going to look at justice what is justice and from God's perspective because God is the anchor of us God is the anchor of this book so we're going to look at what is this justice what is this look like? what does it look like but then what does God say about justice so without further ado let me bring in my uh, able co-hosts here we have uh, Collins and Ezra so we're back we're, we're back, we're back. it's, it's we're back. been a uh, it's well we just did that episode yeah so and and, and uh, the, it the, feels the, like it's been long right and uh, b- before i let you guys chime in i just wanted to for the listeners i wish there was video but the mood here is we, we can't describe the mood really no, we no, can't no. describe we we try to pinpoint what emotions you're going through why we there's it's hard for us to to so just wanted to put that disclaimer out there but we are we are here record I, I, I think Kenan I think Kenan also we're here because we want to process this. Yes. Oh we, yeah. We want to process this. Uh, you know I've seen a lot of people processing in social media. I've seen a lot of people writing. Mm-hmm. I'm not big in that kind of, you know, uh, avenue. That's not my platform as much uh, as it's available. Uh, but but a lot of mixed emotions and uh, I wish this was a live session where we could have had people also process through right. this because I'm no yeah. Minnesota has been hurting. People have been hurting. The world has been watching um you know so essentially at the end of the day there's someone who will not have that place like yeah. we have here to come yeah. and process right. and to think uh, about it and and talk to someone about it and hopefully have an objective yeah. you know uh, perspective to it what, because media it is, tells yeah. us what it wants to tell us mm-hmm. you know depends on which media you follow and who you follow mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff but have you paused and moved away from that yeah and just taken time yourself right to to really think critically through this. So, so we I mean we, we we encourage you to 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 process. However, mm-hmm. whatever that looks like for mm-hmm. you and whatever side you are of the coin, mm-hmm. it is always important to process. So mm-hmm. if it's hugging your loved one, talking it with your kids, uh you oh, know, this we, COVID, man, we, we can't be hugging. Hugging your loved one. That's <laughs> why I said like <laughs> your love, your, your nuclear family at home. You know, just mm-hmm. process it. I mean, we obviously obviously here in this space we encourage uh positive yeah vibe uh, positive processing so mm-hmm. however that looks like for you mm-hmm. process it with someone process it with yourself and we we are going to process it together yeah. and we've also processed it with god yeah we want god so yeah let's let's just it's going to be a free flowing conversation there's no questions here it's not an interview where you're just processing everything that we talk we're talking yeah, about yeah we're just thinking through you know um the events that have taken place the last year and some months mm-hmm. have really uh 
ha- have really made me think through mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. lot of things a lot of things are going through my mind i i'm trying to sort them through and get uh um the the, the common mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. you know the common denominator so that i can really but still things are all over the place yep yeah the well, recent the very recent incident dante right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just it, it, it just caused me to think that um it reinforced actually yeah. i i had already thought about it that it's risky uh-huh. to be a black person mm. <sighs> you know they say it's I, th- a, i think i think for anyone who's listening this podcast they are not seeing us these are three black men <laughs> and, and, and let's 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 be specific we are three, three black, black men who have born and raised in, in africa. africa who have an accent african yeah, african accent. accent and we right. are we are living in america yes. and we are we are not we're not first gen well we are just we are immigrants we're that's immigrants. the word yeah we are yes. immigrants we are african immigrants so mm-hmm. again another disclaimer we we the, some of the thoughts we might process but we might say here are not maybe uh reflective the, of, of of the african american uh, brothers and sisters that, yeah. you know but we have we have that experience we are just being black in this yes. skin yes. gives yeah. us that yes. that experience yes but, but let me ask you how did you get here i think that's a question how the the society has deteriorated to this level like if you pause because we are processing like this yeah. doesn't happen from the blues mm-hmm. it doesn't happen from nowhere yeah. how how did how was this nation because let, 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 let me maybe say this for us we're immigrants here right we might not relate understand the context and the history mm-hmm. but also if you go back to african context there was colonialism yeah you know exactly. where you yeah. are also colonized and um and to be to be honest with you how we dress is heavily influenced by the western by That's the western true. True. right true. You, you you know what is decent is defined by the western culture that came to our continent and mm-hmm. you know empowered or educated us on what uh, uh, uh um dressing looks like so yeah. when 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 we look at all this so we have that mindset to some extent mm-hmm. but then we are living now in a world where it's it's how did we get here what do you think like you guys have kids who I you're know. raising here how do you guys feel <laughs> let's say we 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 are the we are the ones whose ancestors were privileged yes. to to remain in the continent in the yeah. continent yes. our brothers who are taken yep are the ones that we are now experiencing this mm-hmm. with them yes yeah. so yeah. I, i can say that this is something that has been for a long time mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and and i think and and also not not even just here mm-hmm. i mean in in Af- in kenya where we come from mm-hmm. It is it's there it's it's unspoken but lately we've seen it I mean we have the Chinese coming yes. and building uh-huh. I mean that's neocolonialism that's yeah. more yeah. than they you know they come they give you it's it's not they don't tell you to go to the farms uh-huh. but they they put it in a way that uh-huh. you're going to depend on uh-huh. going to the farms uh-huh. and work for them you, you, know? you know you know I read a quote um from this book Transformed Mind uh and the author says that um first came the metal chains then came the mental chains change. right yeah. you know like first was slavery first was colonialism first was you know physical and you know all these and we like going to these um uh historical sites and study that mm-hmm. but but are we are we mentally free mm. like like what's freedom what's freedom looking like right. what, what is freedom free from who from right. what and and i think when people who have people who say are free mm-hmm. 
they are free on their that the way they look at it that's freedom uh-huh. yeah. and maybe it's not the end uh-huh. but that's what they say freedom looks like uh-huh. but with nobody if you ask nobody really knows what freedom looks like and okay. what that bring a, a mentally free mind uh-huh. is nobody uh-huh. if you ask me for a definition mm-hmm. i don't think i'll have it good education is freedom mm-hmm. but you have school loans uh-huh. you're paying for school loans uh-huh. a good house is freedom uh-huh. you're paying mortgage you know uh-huh. there's what is that i mean <laughs> this yeah. is just question so so let me ask this question gentlemen Minnesota mm. or last one year covid yeah. covid was just it's its own disaster to the whole world very big one We've but then on top of that yeah. you add the social unrest social the unjust unge- the, the social unrest social going injustice. on injustice unrest that, that's been going on what do you think that has done to the minnesotans Because it's one thing to struggle with COVID. Yeah. But it's another thing where there's curfews. There's another thing yeah. where, you know, they, they, everybody, your family, people are calling you, are you guys safe? Are you guys okay? What's going on there, right? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, um, it it hits closer to home. Like people see the videos, the images, all of, you know, we've been down there. We've seen to the, uh, we've, we've been to Chicago and we've seen where George Floyd died. Like, what do you think this has done to Minnesotans, people living here? How do you think this has yeah. affected Minnesotans? Positively, uh, negatively? Let me let me uh, positively I think we have it has highlighted what has has been um being talked about in in you know in the in under the table. I think it has highlighted that reforms mm-hmm. if it justice reforms, you know, hiring reforms that at, at work you know if it's training mm-hmm. it has highlighted that changes need to be made to reflect the diversity of what minnesota is mm-hmm. and yeah. generally True. is mm-hmm. negatively mm-hmm. or even i think you can look at it as positive negatively or positively it has shown the true the true colors of your friend mm-hmm. your neighbor your coworker it has yeah. highlighted it has shown like mm-hmm. who someone really is that's that's what i that's what i've gathered from it What do you think that this has done to people calling in Minnesota at least I mean and, and all these hypothetical we really yeah, don't yeah. know and these are our own personal well, opinions yeah. by the way yeah um, what i see is it has brought about conversations mm-hmm. now we have to dive deep mm-hmm. and have mm-hmm. real talk mm-hmm. real conversations mm-hmm. what is in your heart mm-hmm. you see we've been talking from our mouths mm-hmm. but what is in our hearts mm-hmm. that's really where the question um that's that's where the question comes in so and i feel like i feel like what what, is, what, what about you same question is what, what i, I think for me it's starting to highlight um some of the um, systemic injustices uh and syst- systemic racism that is 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 currently going on mm-hmm. i can sit here and tell you and i don't want to name you know i don't want to get sued i have nothing to pay <laughs> <laughs> right but i can sit down here and tell you of communities where i've worked here in minnesota where you look at the whole school district all the entire board is made up of only people of a certain mm-hmm. you know skin color mm-hmm. yeah. and, and none of those people actually live in the in the in in the in those neighborhoods or none of those kids actually go to those schools right. in those school systems mm-hmm. right it has actually sh- highlighted was having a conversation with someone and uh, after Dante Wright and we're looking at this you know police brutality and everything i realize that there's a police force and this is one city that i know i'd be interested to do more the cities where 100% of the people in that police force mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. don't live in that city. Yeah. And 90 to 80 to 90% of them none of them are there's no there's no diversity in that police police force. Mm-hmm. And I was starting to think myself and say how can you police a community that you don't live you don't live in? You don't, you know, know the people there mm-hmm. that's like being a, a church pastor you don't know your members that's yeah. just like being a, a head of a, 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 an organization but you don't even know who your immediate board members are like the people you're serving who they are because mm-hmm. i think the power is not so much high level the power is when you're able to connect with people yeah mm-hmm. and i think what this has shown me to minnesotans is that we we, we thought minnesota nice was a thing but i don't think that, that yeah. that's been a thing i and think that to me that's what i feel that like people are starting to realize that there's more work to be done here there's there's a lot of injustices there's a lot of you know distance and and, and those things have to be spoken about and that's true as i think when you when you say that I, um what comes to mind is you know when someone like for the, the example you're giving us i think that's that shows that you really are taking it as a, just as a job. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think in the 21st century you can't take something just as a job or mm-hmm. just as a thing. Even no. this pod we can't just take it just as a podcast. Yeah. It has to have a meaning. It has to add a little bit of value to ourselves uh-huh. before it does to anybody else. So mm-hmm. if I see a cop living in a city where he uh, living outside of a city where he they serve there's a disconnect. Mm-hmm. So yeah. then for the example of Dante Wright, I mean or any other black person if I'm being stopped mm-hmm. I expect the cop to understand that I'm black, mm-hmm. understand my culture, mm-hmm. that if there's any fear of the cops that, that they need to understand. So that that disconnect really plays a big part in how policing is um Actually let, let me bring let me bring, Collins. Yes. Let me bring this back to the previous podcasts that we have been doing. One of the things when you talk talk about mental health and these issues One of the things and, and correct me if you're wrong or that we have been experiencing with people saying is that they want to see let's say a mental health practitioner mm-hmm. but someone who looks like them. Yeah. Yeah. And there are very few of those. Mm-hmm. You know, available right now. True. You, you know when we started to talk about recently you know have uh, you, we've worked with some people where you reach out to them and they say you're being told don't call police for someone who's going through mental health because they might flee because they're not mentally stable where they are True. but police were the people you're supposed to call so that they can help you but now you are afraid yeah. of actually calling them mm-hmm. so but but so so how do we how do we start moving this community to that safe space and place because my question is have we played a role in that mm. yeah you know is is there anything that we have because let me ask you this question How many of us have attended our city hall meetings in our cities? Um, I haven't. <laughs> You've never. No. How long have you lived here? <laughs> a long time. So you want change? What change do you want? <laughs> you don't even no, know what rules are being passed right, right, right around here, right? right? Yeah. Let's go to the school board systems. How many people have ever thought of, you know, actually running mm. or being part of the, those decision making sitting I, at the table? I thought about that. I I've I've done that because I have now I have kids. Uh-huh. So then that it, that makes me want to be, because I want to know what my kids but other than that I wouldn't have cared about you wouldn't it. have cared no so that's true. We, we, we're not they say if you don't sit at the table you're going to be the meal yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're going to if be you, the if, meal if you if you don't project your voice yep then who uh, your ideas are going to basically die with you mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um i have attended my city hall meetings uh-huh. a few a, f- a few times i was just interested to know 
um, what their thought processes are and actually what took me there was one time I I I lost my job and I had a hard time paying uh, my water bill. Uh-huh. So it was so big. Uh-huh. And when I went to the city hall, uh-huh. um I explained what I was going through and uh-huh. they told me that the best way uh we can help you is if you attend the city hall. Uh-huh. It's coming up uh the first Monday of the of the month uh-huh. and uh just let them know what you're experiencing uh-huh. and they can decide what to do about it. Mm. you know so so you went because you had a bill to pay <laughs> yeah. there, 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 for yeah. us and our cultures if there's a if something necessitates mm-hmm. me to attend something or do something mm-hmm. then I'll do it then I'll but, do it but other than that just sitting here going and work it's it's hard for us to do that so how yeah. then can you fight systemic injustices mm-hmm. when, when you're, you're not, not part involved, of, you, involved you, in those kind you, of things it's hard you, you cannot, know. You cannot. Or, or let me ask this you know we are people of of the word the the, the christians mm-hmm. is is this something even as as a christian should I be involved in justice or or, or in you know seeking justice for someone no, you, so let, let me ask you both of you are pastors then what what does does the bible um, allow us christians to be part of that uh, process the, the process of you know making laws are mm-hmm. we do we are we as christians are we obliged to do that is mm-hmm. it part of our faith i think let me ask a question why do people uh, go answer to my question first. <laughs> <laughs> answer the question first <laughs> ask, answer the question uh, oh yeah. boy you've cornered us <laughs> okay <laughs> i repeat your question now yes yeah, so i try to run I, away from that <laughs> as christians mm-hmm. the, the question you're asking when have we been part of this serial mm-hmm. process the civic processes mm-hmm. the civic as, process are we as christians are we is it okay for us to do that to be part of that process mm-hmm. or because i'll say okay you know what they they probably go there they meet on a sabbath or they meet on a sunday i didn't know I, it conflicts with my faith are we allowed to do that i'm going to quote a quote by uh uh German philosopher mm-hmm. I can't say his name mm-hmm. uh this German names are hard <laughs> he said first they came for the communist and I didn't say anything mm-hmm. then they came for the socialist I didn't say anything then this so he goes and gives this whole list mm-hmm. then he finally finishes by saying that when they came for me no one was left to speak for me from me because I never spoke for the other people yeah. right mm-hmm. the golden rule do unto others as you like them to do unto you mm-hmm. right So so when people when it's you who's being judged unfairly mm. would you want someone to stand up for you to speak for you Definitely. Yeah. so yeah. if you want what what makes you sit in the fence and stand, that's a that's a that's a you can be a christian who doesn't want justice right you, you cannot do that i think exactly the question is have we ever defined and discussed how we go around it mm. The issue yeah. is not whether but we should be part of justice. Mm. The question is how do we become part of the justice system? Mm. If I want justice, I'm not going to loot. Right. You know, if I want justice when people are throwing stones, I I I I can express myself without actually, you know, breaking windows because that's someone else's job and and investment and everything I'm doing, you know, I cannot be that. Yeah. But I can sit down also when my kid is going to be shot, when my young person at church or whenever someone am I going to sit sit down and say oh now let's you pray. Have to speak up. Yeah, yeah you're going to yeah. sit down and say let's pray now. It's simply no. because it's not hit close to home. That it doesn't. That is why it's right. easier to make that statement to say that way. True. But when it hits close to home, why do you go to a judge? Why do you go to court? Mm-hmm. In every other thing because you're seeking justice. Yeah. If someone didn't pay you your money, why are you going to the judge? 
You want justice. True. You want justice. want justice. So why do you want justice certain things but you don't want justice in other things? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You know, so justice is it's 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 Christian at the moral at the core. The core of at it. At the core of it. You cannot be a Christian who doesn't want justice. Collins. That's uh that's very true. You if if you read the Bible, mm-hmm. you will find that um all power mm-hmm. belongs to God. Mm-hmm. And I think it's Paul who says that all powers that be are placed where they are mm-hmm. by God mm-hmm. himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I think it's Romans chapter 13. Mm-hmm. And so um as uh, as Christians of course as Adventists we are discouraged from uh from taking part in any uh political processes. Mm-hmm. But when you study when when you read the Bible I can take you to the book of Daniel, I can take you to the book of um Nehemiah. Mm-hmm. And you will see faithful people mm-hmm. part of the government. Mm-hmm. God used people within government let, let to me, make great is, changes. I'm sorry, I like jumping in. No, you go, <laughs> ahead, okay. go ahead. But I want cuz cuz you're making a point that I think that makes Let's let's go. Let's go. Let's go and look at them. Look at Joseph. Mm-hmm. Where is Joseph? He's a governor. He's a governor, and he's is is influencing the systemic. You know, f- he's fighting food security. Yeah. You know. Yeah. W- what is Daniel? Daniel is yeah. a governor as well. He's he a governor, as right? A wise man. A wise man, right? Yeah. What what is Nehemiah? He's a cup bearer. Cup he's bearer. a strategic guru, like he's a CIA. Mm-hmm. You know, for the president, for the for the president there. Yeah. You know. I think that they, they, we are not saying go to political offices to grab money and to eat and no, to do no, these no, no, and no, get no. corrupt and us. Don't go if you're not called because that's where the problem begins. True. You know, you have yeah. to know your because these people they didn't go after that. No. They were actually chosen. They were called to those positions. Yeah, called right. to those positions. Right? And God will put people in certain spaces uh-huh. specifically for certain reasons. Reasons, right? And we got to be open mm-hmm. to being used by God. Mm-hmm because he has prophesied what is going to happen in the future yep. and he is working towards that goal and we can be part of the solution mm-hmm. or we can be part of the problem can is yeah. your question answered very much so i have no <laughs> further questions <laughs> <laughs> your case is so yeah but so gentlemen with the last um the, f- the few weeks um you know we in brooklyn center i, I think i think Kenan, as, as you do that yeah. let's bring people up to speed people are just saying right. things oh, that yeah, have been yeah. happening right yeah you know a few weeks ago we had dante right was you know shot uh, uh it was a regular do i want to call it regular I need to be careful it was he was pulled over and of course another young man doesn't have a regular a life police today, stop you know a regular police stop and that could happen to anyone yeah. um uh, it happened right in the midst of when george floyd The trial was the going, trial trial was going, going on. on. Yeah. Um, it, it elicited again the wounds, the trauma that the city had gone through and the experience. Yep. Um, in the in the very midst of that, we've seen over the past years people like you know, uh, th- uh, um, Philando Castro. You know, we can talk. Uh, uh, you know, all these all these black people who have been. I just wanna, who have been killed by police yeah right police brutality so my question comes back to say that when we sit down here as as a people what have you done mm. 
or what are you doing? Because it doesn't mean that it will not happen next time in your community. Through this time, what have we been actively involved doing? As a per- have you been processing it yourself? Maybe that's the question I'm asking. Through this, what did you did you get anger? What are the emotions? What are the feelings that came out? And how did you deal with them? Because if we don't talk about those, mm-hmm. then we get yeah depressed. We, we get depressed. We we internalize a lot, mm-hmm. you know. And if you don't bring them out, your emotions eventually you become um, you you have bottled so much emotions mm-hmm. to the point that you're busting in the seams mm-hmm. and things could go wrong. You know, the first time I saw George Floyd's mm-hmm. uh, video, mm-hmm. I it took me by, by surprise. Mm-hmm. I watched it four mm-hmm. times mm-hmm. and I shed tears. Mm-hmm. I wanted to reach into the video mm-hmm. and get the police officer off of him. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I could not understand. Mm-hmm. I could not understand why someone will do that to another human being mm-hmm. that was cold let me ask a question do you think you were right mm-hmm. yeah I'm, <laughs> i was just processing that sorry i was just <laughs> processing that and I, I i i looked at the video too a few times and each time i was looking at it i hoped he would get off his knee yes at one point i hoped he would get off so i go with you i mean it was i was angry I was super angry. I was really, really, really angry. And I thought, this is clear evidence. How many times has this happened? And there was no video to show what happened, you know? Now, fast forward to this year and another young man gets shot in the middle of a, a traffic stop a regular traffic stop that should not that should not have ended that way i looked at the at the video again and i said oh no this should not have happened i tried to i tried to reimagine the whole thing what really went down now you see with this one we don't have the video like george floyd right but we have a small window of opportunity to just hear exactly what was going down. Mm-hmm. Now, all these emotions have been building in me and I'm I, I'm thinking it is really dangerous to be a black man in Minnesota today, in Minneapolis, in Hennepin County. So, and there's those questions and what, 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 what have you done? How, how have you processed have you, that, yeah, that anger? Now, the, the the processing is going on. That's exactly what we are actually doing here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have thought about it. We have sp- we have talked with my wife. We have talked with my kids. Um, I've talked to different people, but my mind keeps suckling back to the same videos. Mm-hmm. My mind keeps. My wife tells me, "Come home early. Come home early, because we don't know what will happen. Call us." when you're not coming home, call us, you know. They are worried, and rightly so. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Kenan. Where do we go from there? You, me, me, I had to release the energy. <laughs> How did you do I, I was angry. <laughs> right. I was angry. But, you know, I think a 
I think one of the things that caught me was a lot of young people were angry and I received a lot of calls saying what do we do yeah I don't think I even had time to process it myself because now there are all these younger yeah. people who are coming mm-hmm. and first of all they are calling me saying please let our tell our parents to give to give us permission to go and protest yeah, and these are minors the young people and I'm like okay you know I can, first of all that's uh by law everyone has a right to do that to demonstrate yeah. and stuff like that sure. um but also everything goes on it's a very tense environment situation state but they say so what can we do what should we do and i think my pain was for those young people so when george floyd happened we actually did some zoom calls and just create that space for young people to process mm-hmm. express themselves Yeah. speak when dante right happened we did actually the same thing mm-hmm. called in checked in sat down speak and in those moments we've asked them what would you do if you had power and what has been good is to see them actually write ideas yeah. and actually i think hopefully through writing that has helped them process and even help me process through that mm-hmm. but also looking at some of those ideas and morphing them into action in such a way that is different is unique that can actually allow these young people including myself to express myself but at the same time do it responsibly right. and do it rightly because you know anger can also get you in trouble uh-huh. if not contained and not controlled uh, in how right, you true. express it yourself yeah. right it may right. become and i think that could be the downfall for young for especially we black people true. is that we want to express our anger but how sometimes we do express that you think about judge floyd what happened after that people forgot talking about media stopped talking about George Floyd and what mm. did they start showing the looting but can i challenge you as well mm-hmm. so the, i i i always i heard it i had this during the riots of George, uh, George, during that time mm-hmm. that the riot is a language of the unheard uh-huh. how do you how do you explain that then how do you process i mean did decode that mm-hmm. like a riots are is a language of the unheard okay i mean when someone is not a, is not heard mm-hmm. then you got to get her that when up condoning violence but yes. how how do you process that how do you explain that yeah, I, I, for me i don't know collins collins you you you're, you're wiser than i am in all of i am <laughs> but for me i think the greatest battle that we have in life is the battle against self mm-hmm. that's the greatest battle you see you have a right to let someone else get into your head mm-hmm. or you have a right to block them out of your head right right yeah. you have a right to let someone because of the words that they said discourage dishearten and break you down mm-hmm. but you also have a right to let those words stir you up to do something positive that will bring change in your life and to help you mm-hmm. so i say this to people who want to riot i think there's a space and a place if done responsibly and done well and let me explain myself in that what i mean is this if you're rioting and breaking your own city right tomorrow you're going to wake up and this government is not coming to build that city for you true you see so like when dante right happened one of the things i attended those city meetings i went to those city halls you know i was there from the first day the following day i was in the city on that meeting and you know one of the things somebody said was we cannot afford to see brooklyn center burn no because brooklyn center is only shingo creek Yep. and you burn that square there and Walmart and that thing the entire city is gone right yeah. now the reality is that nobody is going to give you money to rebuild this that's true after losing the the um 
those that business exactly, area that business area on, on lake yeah i mean yeah exactly. and then the other one in on shingo creek, shingo creek. target oh yeah, exactly. oh, target the brookdale square, yeah. brookdale square. Yeah. once yeah. you use the brookdale right. square you're done the city is done the city right. is done so the question is how many people are you going to put off work Mm, are exactly. they the people you're mad at because no. ma- majority of those people probably don't live in Brooklyn Center right. yeah. so is it they're your friends they're your neighbors they're your people mm-hmm, right so you yeah. put them out of job so what is going to happen crime is going to go up because now everybody is what is idle is idle and, poor, and right. then eventually what happens it becomes systemic because now poverty does what it oppresses us yeah. so if, if you're going to express yourself that's why you see people do yoga you see that people go out and do read books It's, people take their anger differently out you know uh, 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 but how do you do that going back to the truth minute today to 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 express yourself and seek just but do it mercifully and, and loving and walk humbly yeah. how do you do that to some extent also to add on uh, what you've said here i think that um, that phrase um, you know who starts the riot mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. looking at the george floyd uh, that um, especially st- uh, starting with that story out of zone yeah. uh, out of zone mm-hmm. who broke into it uh-huh. who broke the glass mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. you look at the videos and it seems like there are people who uh, um, who are set mm-hmm. to begin this violence mm-hmm. which because of the crowd mentality mm-hmm. others just become yeah, part of it part of it i so. think all is what i've heard is some people come to this protest mm-hmm. not with the intention to express their anger mm-hmm. but no. for moments like those yes. so that they can grab and loot and do their own things exactly but the word protest does not include yeah. does not necessarily mean violence right. or violence as no. a matter of fact if you are a christian you're part of and you're not catholic you're part of a protestant movement mm, that is yes. protesting something right. yes is that movement violent no. no so how can you claim to be part of that movement and protest and not be violent because some people have equated protest with violence, violence. and and, and yep. a side note here you know we we come from kenya and you know <laughs> <laughs> we know nothing about peaceful protest yes but again it's yeah, I, and I get what you're saying gentlemen and i i i want to ask i want to say this or ask you now i think there there should be a lot of education on both sides of the coin mm-hmm. whether it's police whether it's at work whether it's when you're renting a house and you can't get a house because there's there's they they're being discriminated i think there should be education mm-hmm. but the question i have for you guys is where should that education start to to end this systemic racism to end the injustice this where should that education begin and where should it end as we bring this home and yeah you know i think education really starts from birth yeah education begins from birth i i totally believe that now and the reason i say this is i had an experience a few weeks ago when i went to a retreat mm-hmm. I was I I I was um in a in the shore of a certain lake mm-hmm. uh and as we were I, I was with my youngest kids we were just walking next to the lake just observing the birds and observing what's 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 going on that was in Oklahoma mm-hmm. so 
I saw two kids running after each other. Uh there was uh, one of them was a, a colored kid, mm-hmm. black kid. Mm-hmm. The other one was a white kid. The white kid was running after the black kid. Mm-hmm. Um the black kid was younger. He looked shorter and he looked younger than mm-hmm. the other the other kid. So for me i i we just watched it and uh it, that was not the point of focus we, mm. we were focusing we were basically taking the serenity of the scene the lake the mountains that were around there the trees and the just nature mm-hmm. and as i was looking at the lake as i was watching as we were enjoying this scenery i, I heard something that took my attention i heard i am your master Mm. you are an animal what? eating what? grass what so i looked where that uh voice came from and it was this white uh, little boy telling the black little kid mm. gosh now that surprised me and took me aback how old were they Uh, like you know you are like 6 and probably 5 uh, or 4 the black kid was and, and the white kid is telling the black kid that you, i'm your master i'm your master so this was a christian camp so i looked and oh it was in the camp in the camp yeah so i looked and i said my goodness what's going on here so I as a, just as a, a parent I tried to intervene I had my daughter on my hands mm-hmm. so I really could not run so I just said hey uh boys boys uh you need to be nice to each other mm-hmm. so they were running around they ran to a different place uh and um sadly it continued and um I Uh, my focus was taken by my daughter and mm-hmm. we ended up doing something else but this experience really was riveted in my mind so wow it yeah. tells me you know kids say what they hear mm-hmm. what so they where did the boy get that from yeah 6 years from? old calling another black boy i'm your master clearly this has been ingrained mm-hmm. yeah Well, that means that we can choose to teach positive vibe or mm-hmm. negative you know uh a- a education true it, they say this information that is not transformational is dangerous yeah. dangerous there is some information that we've we've looked at and 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 and, and Collins I, i i don't know what you did but For me. <laughs> for, for, for me i think it had to take the grace of god to hold me down because those are things that those are things that they are really happening those are things that they are, are real they are real those are things that are happening and let me say this even in the church oh. mm-hmm. <laughs> allow me to go a little bit maybe, maybe you'll be sued but i have no money <laughs> i don't understand why we and 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 well well let me let me let me hold on back because i do to some level understand but if you've taken take take time to read the history of christianity mm. 
and understand that why is it that even when you go into most denominations there is always black and white baptist black and white adventist conferences black and white all these mm-hmm. if you're both praying the same god same values same beliefs Why are we still disintegrated within that you know the same same faith so are you going to get to heaven and say you know the black heaven and the white heaven no so how did we, we get there and of course there is history and i'm not saying yeah. abolish this or abolish that no. but there is history that tells us that when it comes to the moral fabric from the church mm-hmm. when it comes to the systemic in the in the hospitals in the government when it comes to you know political politics and all these things these fabric of discrimination and race is ingrained there yes yep and and and, and closing our eyes mm. is not a solution to it yeah no, and and someone not. said Ezra that the system what the system is doing it it's what it was created created to do uh-huh. it's to oppress mm-hmm. that's what it's actually doing so it has to start from way 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 down there mm-hmm. before it goes up there uh-huh. Uh-huh. so gentlemen we we have a individually we have a lot of work to do you know True. if it's a church wherever we serve wherever we are i think we need to impart that knowledge of education and we have to practice it yeah you know you can you, you can sit here but then when you in your circles with your friends you're you're bashing everybody even on the other race we can we have to yeah. do it individually yeah and so to your question where does education start mm-hmm. where does it begin yeah. i think it begins from birth it mm. begins from conversations conversations like this because parents have to teach their kids to appreciate everybody but but then collins how many white friends do you have in our circles let's be real ourselves mm-hmm. right because probably that child who's running probably lives in a rich white neighborhood or rural true. neighborhood true right probably a black child lives in the projects in the inner city part mm-hmm. right yeah that's all that's all we see you know we talk about education from a perspective of going to class but what what are the books that are used in class that what history true. do they teach that is true now in this case mm-hmm. we can't talk about education as in class mm-hmm. we can't wait until kids get to class mm-hmm. we can't wait until adults go to college uh-huh. we, we we can't yeah because the, the, the person that be sorry the person that will be teaching them is probably from that would not have that education exactly. itself exactly. right go ahead exactly. it's not experiential yeah. right exactly <laughs> mm-hmm. so the knowledge the the education has to come from the society we have to change we we have to cut down these barriers you we have to build bridges break down walls yeah. to build bridges yeah because most of the things we are constantly building i'm kenyan mm-hmm. i'm this tribe exactly i'm from this country yeah. in africa mm mm-hmm. I'm African American. Yeah, and, you know, and, and um, as well while we're preparing for this podcast you gave an example that uh, even in church yes. we tell our kids hey don't play with so and so's kid because they'll 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 spoil you. Mm-hmm. That's a direct translation. Yes. Or it'll be a bad influence. Yep. So those are the walls we build. We will build and our wall. kids see that mm-hmm. or even our friends we, we see that. Yep. So go back look at African history. How many countries have been burnt because of tribalism, right? Many. Uh, yep. Look at Rwanda, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's April right now, you know. Yeah. the genocide mm-hmm. simply because somebody had a different not even try because they talk the same tutsi and hutu is almost a similar language right. but over a sure. million people and i don't know the story behind that because i'm i'm speaking from outside but does is it that deep really you know that's the question i keep on asking myself yeah, yeah. so when i think about myself 
I have to admit that I don't have many white friends. Mm. I have acquaintances, mm-hmm. but you won't find me on the boat over the weekend. Yeah. With them. so I also carry some ignorance. Right. But vice versa, there's many people who are in the, those 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 shoes that they mean well. Mm-hmm. But because they've not been exposed that education we are talking about. Yeah. True. You go to a black church, mm-hmm. you go to a black school, mm-hmm. you go to a black you know a soccer team <laughs> you go to you know all that a white people vice versa you go to a white conference you go to a white and then you get to a place and say i read about black folks oh interesting interesting <laughs> i didn't know you guys yeah, and I, but but Ezra, though but you, you you have to draw a line to that where you know there's um there's there's a, there's a danger of losing our culture and and i'm bringing this a diff- whole different topic mm-hmm. You know when you say a black colleges black this and that white this and that I think there's some of those institutions were were brought I don't know but some of them were brought up because they had a noble cause yeah mm-hmm. but then as time has changed as time different dynamics have come in the society they've formed of morphed into something that may not be healthy may not be or it it has reinforced those mm-hmm. stigmas mm-hmm. or those stereotypes that we have in the society mm-hmm. you know that's true and wearing our parents hat by the way uh when parents tell their kids not play with so and so for behavioral reasons mm-hmm. that's yeah. different uh-huh. from parents telling mm-hmm. uh a child not to play with another race another race because of race because that because they are not like us they exactly. don't think like us that's different right uh, because you don't you don't want to develop these values and morals these values and morals that you want mm-hmm. to instill in a child mm-hmm. yeah. but that should be separated from uh instilling racial stereotypes or or, in or, the children. or or yeah or bringing up those distinct differences mm-hmm. yes. you know between yeah. the children yeah yeah You know I I I always wonder I always wonder what it meant to live in the 1960s during the civil rights movements. Mm. Because I go back right now we can you don't have to go to a different restaurant because of your skin color. You don't have to yeah. imagine how it was those days. And, and that's why I always I always tried there are two people that I always try to understand their philosophy. Mm. One is Mahatma Gandhi and the other one is Martin Luther. You know when I think about Martin Luther and Malcolm X and the rest something that amazes me is how do you strike that balance of peaceful protest mm-hmm. to a point that you bring change like Martin Luther and Mahatma Gandhi and them actually led. Like like Martin Luther used his pulpit to preach love True. to a level that we could not comprehend mm-hmm. that he actually marched down in Selma to bring and break these barriers and and even he takes a bullet and dies for it and i don't know if i'm ready for that mm-hmm. like i don't know if my values as a christian mm-hmm. i'm deeply ingrained with that ingrained. and i think it's because i see skin before i see a human being mm-hmm. you know i see a woman before i see a human being Like I'm so taught with these lenses where you're a woman so you don't belong here from my culture you belong maybe in the kitchen because of what the culture has always taught me. Yeah. But that person is a human being first. Human being. You know, you're a pa- you both of you have daughters. Mm-hmm. Like do you see your daughter any less than your son? No. Like so I, I don't know how we get to that level but again as as we said we are processing 
I don't have answers. I don't understand. I think just the world is just in a I don't know Collins man. We're, Jesus we're, we're, in, come, we're in a big mess. <laughs> G- gentlemen, I, although we 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 have to, we, we we have to bring this to we have to bring this home. Well, today we're just random. We're just random. So but because let's I think we'll take this up. We'll we'll do a part two. Let's let's keep this conversation going. But for the sake of listeners, let's just finish this one from there. Okay? But I'll I'll I'll, I'll leave you go ahead Ezra. No, no, go, go, go. Yeah, I'll leave you with a verse. Um Isaiah 1 verse 17 that says learn to do right mm-hmm. seek justice defend the oppressed mm-hmm. take up the cause of the fatherless mm-hmm. and plead the case for the widow. Powerful. Powerful. That verse is saying that you know learn to do right. Mm-hmm. You know when you say education starts from birth. Mm-hmm. Learn to do right. Educate yourself, your kids, the people that are around you. Seek justice because God loves justice. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. where we began. Mm-hmm. God loves justice. And it says about the fatherless the oppressed the people that don't have a voice mm-hmm. speak for them mm-hmm. speak for them yeah final words guys i think there's a lot of work that needs to be done and i don't know where to start i don't know where to begin but but there's someone who's listening to the podcast today and maybe they've been involved in marching and protesting maybe they have been conflicted because they've seen others maybe they are angry but they've never had a chance to process this i'll encourage you take time to just pause and pull back and process this you know these things are real they're happening they're there and um the 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 least you can do is just to let them weigh you down what you can do is to take these and 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 let, let the, what they call righteous anger burn in you to do something positive, positive. Yeah. to rebuild the community when you do your part i do my part we do our part mm. we'll create a better society yeah. security begins with me mm. and then when it comes here is that yeah that's yeah. true no it's true i, know, I, I remember do i think got that quote from <laughs> <laughs> sorry i didn't mean to laugh <laughs> but yeah so change begins with me yeah and then it builds yeah no that's, that's very before true. I was to call it that quote was spoken by some cop in Kenya <laughs> security begins with you but anyway. so yeah but yeah valid points is right even to yeah yeah go ahead Collins yeah you know we started we started by asking what is justice i'm still asking the same question what is justice um Kenan informed us that the 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 verdict is in and they found him all guilty but you see uh Mr. Floyd is still, still his feet under right. you know um how does justice look like we are processing mm. i think these are good questions for next time for next part 2 yeah. part 2 we still need to continue processing what are our own experiences have you been stopped by a cop yeah what you, what was your experience like uh, you know so these are things that we continue talking about continue processing so that um in the end we can come up with some concrete ideas or things that we can do to make sure that uh, uh we are all safe all right gentlemen thank you for for that We're we'll, we're continuing this processing uh in part 2. So thank you for listening and don't forget to tune in for part 2 of this conversation. God bless.
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Amazing Truth Podcast. We hope you were blessed as you listened. Don't forget to share, like, and subscribe. God bless you, and see you on the next one.